Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of the Q-Busters. This episode of the podcast is dedicated exclusively to you, the fans. We thank you for your continued support, and we wanted to give back to you. So this week, we thought it would be a little bit fun to hear what you guys want us to talk about this week. So we got a whole segment dedicated just to you guys. So thank you so much for listening. Andrew, any thoughts? Let's have some fun. Thank you, fans. Hey, you sitting there with a bowl of popcorn, wondering what to stream on TV? Fear not, we're the Q-Busters, Andrew and Ken. Grab some snacks and enjoy a fresh look at the hottest shows, movies, and streams. I'm Andrew. He's Ken. How you doing, Ken? What are we talking about today? Yeah, so this one's all for you guys. We're almost to 100 views on Spotify, and we can't thank you enough. So to get started, we're going to start out with Q or Bust. Is this a movie or a show that you want to add to the Q, or was it a total bust? So I figured I'd kick things off with Infinite, streaming exclusively on Paramount+, Plus, starring Marky Mark, otherwise known as Mark Wahlberg. Interesting premise, Andrew. Uh, I think that this movie had a lot of potential. The plot in itself was automatically interesting and something I don't think that has been touched on before. Uh, ultimately, it's about a guy that is immortal that gets reincarnated and he's kind of like on a mission to save the world from someone who's trying to end humanity. Really cool special effects. Dylan O'Brien plays a side character in this, which was kind of cool to see him on the big screen again. Um, and I think that this is just a fun popcorn flick. I would say add it to the queue, but with low expectations. Didn't quite um, get to where I wanted it to be, but it's still a fun little movie to pop in and enjoy. Cool, cool. I, uh, this one missed my radar. Uh, seems fun. In my Q or bust categories, I just got some good old-fashioned TV. Uh, number one, I've been watching the Euro Cup all week. I'm a soccer fan. It's in the Q. Duh. Number two, uh, holy moly. Uh, you know, I watched it last season, and I'm, I started watching it this season. It's a little overproduced for me for a game show. It's I love mini golf. The holes are really cool. They write some funny jokes, but otherwise, it's a it's kind of a bust. And finally, Lego Masters is a fantastic show of people being amazing at what they do. Put that in your queue. Yeah, the only thing I wanted to add to that, Andrew, was holy moly. I also watched that. Just came out today on ABC New Season. And yeah, it's just a fun little show. Um, Rob Riggle is hilarious. I do love his commentary, but, um, I cannot see myself personally ever being on that show. So much pressure and I suck at golf. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's such a fun idea. I think it'd be a lot of fun to be on it, but something about the show, I just don't like the watching experience. Unfortunately, yeah, it definitely seems, uh, very much scripted. So um kind of kind of takes the enjoyment out of it but still always fun to see people getting knocked into the water or something yeah. 
Bring so back you got, Wipeout. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. So you got some big news for us coming into the world of video games. Kick it off with E3. Yeah, so I'm going to blitz through this news because we had a lot of news about movies and TV shows making their way into video games, and E3 was last week. So I'm just going to blitz through this because we got we need to appreciate our fans. So I'm just going to run through this list, and if there's anything that stands out to you, can you let me know? Number one, Pirates of the Caribbean is crossing over into Sea of Thieves, Rescue Jack Sparrow, Track Down Davy Jones, Tia Dalma sends you on your mission. It was an awesome trailer. It's a free update to Sea of Thieves on Xbox. Highly recommend that game. Number two, Top Gun is coming to Microsoft Flight Simulator. I thought that was neat. Uh, number three, you, Stranger Things characters from Netflix are in the video game Smite, which is a MOBA. Um, they are skins for other characters that are not their own unique characters. That's kind of cool. Uh, this next one got me excited. Jurassic World Evolution got a sequel announced. Jurassic World Evolution 2. So, Ken, this game is half Zoo Tycoon, half Roller Coaster Tycoon, but it's with Jurassic Park and dinosaurs. Highly recommend this game. Do, like, can they eat you while you're riding the ride? Yeah, they, they, awesome. they can eat you. They'll break out. I cannot wait. It is so much fun. You got to keep them happy. Uh, the next game, this one surprised me more than any other. James Cameron's Avatar is coming out with a game before his sequel ever comes out. Avatar Frontiers of Pandera. It's an open world Avatar game. You run around as a blue person. We'll see what that is. Um, and then we have Evil Dead the game, which if you like horror, if you like Dead by Daylight getting chased around by a bad guy or being the bad guy, that's cool. Um, then in Marvel video game news, we have uh, Avengers War for Wakanda finally coming out. It got delayed because of Chadwick Boseman's death. It was just bad timing. So now it's coming out. At least that's what the rumor was. They announced it. It looks awesome. But the fun Marvel news is Guardians of the Galaxy got announced as a game. And this, where the Avengers game struggled, this is where this game, I think, is going to shine. It's a single-player experience. You play as Star-Lord with the other characters in the Guardians as, like, support that you kind of control, but not really. You're mostly Star-Lord, and that game looks so good. And then finally, Death Stranding is getting a director's cut, and I only bring that one up because, um... What's his name? Uh, Hideo Kojima is the closest thing video games have to an auteur that compared to, like, movies, so... Yeah. Yeah, there we go. The only thing I wanted to touch on, um, based on the extensive list that you gave us there, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, I love how you cover E3. That's like a huge event for you. As far as video games go, I'm like, you know, give me Fortnite. Um, we, we found Knockout City Arena, which is so much fun. Thank you for introducing that to me. Dodgeball. Come on. What else do you need? But, uh, out of that, I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean coming to see at these, that's going to be great. I saw um, Jack Sparrow. He does look a lot like Johnny Depp, so that's going to be super cool. Um, and uh, Mario Party. I know that's not really movie-related, <laughs> but from what I hear, they are going to include a lot of the maps from N64 and GameCube, uh, and that has me super excited. Mamma yeah. mia! It's a me! 
Mario. Yeah, Mario is the blockbuster hit you can count on when it comes to video games. And they announced the, their best of Mario Party games. So they're taking fan favorite mini games, fan favorite levels, and putting it all into one. That'll be fun to play too. Rob, Frank, I'm coming for you guys. We're gonna get some Mario Party. Definitely. Count me in. I might have to get a Switch. So it's (laughs) the moment we've all been waiting for. This is Fan Appreciation Week, so we are basically taking topics from the fans all week long. You guys have contacted us on social media, giving us ideas and topics for this week. So we're going to kick it off with my buddy Cody. He is asking us to list our top five sci-fi films of all time before Andrew and I give us our list give you guys our list um i'm gonna read off cody's real quick and then this is in no particular order he's got world of warcraft chronicles of riddick pitch black the original predator movie and predators with adrian brody so really good list cody we appreciate you bringing up this topic because sci-fi is one of the greatest genres of film so andrew i'm really curious to see what you have in your list yeah, and the thing is, it's a great topic. I struggled so much with it because sci-fi is such a broad genre. It covers so many different ways, descriptions of a movie, what is and isn't sci-fi. And, like, I spent a lot more time than any reasonable person should trying to figure out what I wanted to include in my sci-fi list, Ken. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I spent a lot of time. And that being said, this is my list today. I don't know what my list will be a week from now. I don't know what my list will be a year from now, right? <laughs> As always, that is the the Q-Busters disclaimer. Uh, I, let's just go back and forth. My number five was District 9. Have you seen it? District 9. Uh, it's been a while. I think this was like Peter Jackson's return to film and... Um, I can't say that I recall it, but, uh, you can kind of break it down for us. Yeah. So basically what happens is in the eighties, uh, an alien spaceship appears in earth over, uh, like, I think it's South Africa. And like the aliens are like, we live here now. They're like alien refugees. And then it's, and then you, I think you go forward in time a bit and it turns into like how, what does it look like with Earth, with like humans living side by side with aliens in this like alien refugee camp almost? And then alien tech. There's an issue with alien technology. It's a really interesting look at like how aliens ain't so different after all. And like it 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 makes a lot of tremendous commentary on a ton of different topics. Um. I can't recommend it enough. That's my number nine. My number five. Uh, do you want to go your number f- five, or do you want me to blitz through my list? Yeah, go ahead and blitz through your list, uh, and then I'll give you my five. Sure. Uh, number four, Star Wars Episode One. Don't at me. Darth Maul is the coolest bad guy ever. He's got a double lightsaber. <laughs> Pod racing is the coolest thing ever. Qui Gon Jinn is the coolest Jedi ever. Uh, number three, V for Vendetta. Remember, remember the fifth of November. And I see you want to interrupt me already about my Star Wars pick. <laughs> Misa Jaja thing. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get that in there. I approve tremendously. And in case you don't know, 
Ken warned me, we're going to be doing a lot of impressions today, folks. Um, so yeah, V for Vendetta takes place in like a post-apocalyptic Britain. Uh, and again, society's upset and they rally around this unknown vigilante named V. Um, try, I try to watch it every 5th of November because it's just cool. Uh, number two, I Am Legend starring Will Smith. It's a zombie movie. It's a sci-fi movie. It's a vampire movie. It's, you know, cure for cancer gone wrong, you know, stuck in Manhattan. It's fantastic. Yeah, I wanted to say I got a Will Smith movie coming up, so stick around. <laughs> he's he's some, something about Will Smith. You know, he has these fantastic uh, sci-fi movies, and then he has uh, that one terrible one with his son. <laughs> yeah, I think that was called Afterlife or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. And then my number one sci-fi movie, Ken. And I cannot believe I think I forgot to include this in my top ten. Because it is that good. It deserves to be there. And I hit my head really hard when I'm like, oh, crap. I don't think I remembered to include it. And that movie is Alita Battle Angel. Ooh, great pick. That's uh, James Cameron and Robert Rodriguez, right? Teaming up? Uh, I believe so. It is absolutely fantastic. Came out in 2019. It is colorful. It is fast-paced. The characters are all incredible. The whole world they build is, like, you're just transported there. You believe that, like, there's, like, people who are after these enhancements and they're... (laughs) And, like, they live in a society where the stronger you are, the more well-off you are. And, like, you're trying to rise up from the slums into the upper echelon of society by, like, doing... Oh, it's If you like robots and you like, you know, bright colors and you like anime, watch this movie. It's not anime, but it's got anime vibes. Yeah, it's a great film. Uh, I highly enjoyed it. Um, I only seen it once because it's a pretty long movie, but special effects are great. And this is definitely one of those movies where they've been talking about having a sequel for a while. So um, definitely deserves one because it kind of ends on a cliffhanger. So you want to see what happens next. And Christopher Waltz is unbelievable in that movie. Love yeah. his character. They're all so cool. And, I mean, they play the coolest sport ever, motorball. I mean, that's that's all I'm going to tell you. It's called motorball. I'll let your imagination run wild with that. What's that's, your uh, That should be the next thing Knockout City develops. <laughs> Damn straight. What's your list, Ken? So before I dive into my top five sci-fi films, um, I'm going to put a disclaimer that none of the films from my top ten movies of all time are in this. And I had a ton of sci-fi movies on that. So if you want to know about that list, check out our first ever podcast episode on Spotify, The Cute Busters. Uh, And one more thing before I get started. This one's for Cody, since you're a big Predator fan. Get to the chopper. (laughs) so kicking it off at number five i gotta go with something that i watched all the time when i was a teenager and that is michael bay's transformers love this movie autobots roll out 
I am Optimus Prime. I mean, that you'd get Optimus Prime, you get Megatron, you get Bumblebee, you get a great soundtrack, Josh Dumas kicking ass, Shia LaBeouf's running around with this big-ass cube, the jokes are hilarious, there's explosions everywhere. What more do you want out of a sci-fi movie than what you get in Transformers? So, absolutely love this film. Um, the sequels, not so much, but the first one, damn good movie. <laughs> so, the first of, like, ten movies you recommend? Yes. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Uh, my number four is going to be that tie-in I was talking about earlier, talking about Will Smith. Mine's going to be Men in Black, Agent J and Agent K. I think the first movie is an instant classic. So much fun. Introduces who the Men in Black are. Will Smith pulls it off great. Tommy Lee Jones is a great add-on. And then um, the villain's a great time, too. So this is one of those I try to watch it once a year. So much fun. Oh, yeah. And I love those aliens always drinking coffee. <laughs> yeah. This is a movie, unlike Transformers, that did have pretty good sequels. Men in Black 2, I don't revisit as much, but Men in Black 3, I thought, was really good. Especially with a young Agent K with Josh Brolin. That was that was a good time. Did you watch the reboot? Was there a reboot? Or am I thinking of a different there, movie? There was a... Um, yes, there was a reboot with Chris Hemsworth, and that was really good, too. And the girl from Thor Ragnarok that he's in the movie with. Oh, Valkyrie? Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. And Liam Neeson was in that, so... Yeah, that's right. I almost forgot about that movie, but that was a fun time, too. Sweet, sweet. What do you got next? My number three is a classic. I think what you think of sci-fis, this is often in people's top five, and that's going to be Aliens. You can't go wrong with the original Alien or with the sequel Aliens. To me, Aliens really takes everything great about Alien and just brings it up a notch. You get action-packed all the way you get multiple xenomorphs you get bill paxton saying game over man and then you get that awesome fight with ripley at the end with the queen xenomorph i mean this is just a great movie and who else other than james cameron making it happen solid choice i think when it comes to alien my favorite one and everyone's gonna hate me for it is prometheus um but i like a good world building so. Yeah, Prometheus is definitely one of those movies that's extremely underrated. Don't know why it gets the hate that it does, but I like it too. I love the engineers. I think that that was an awesome concept. Um, and then Michael Fassbender's character, David, great character. Absolutely love him. My number two is a classic starring marty in the dock we got to go with back to the future i mean what you think of sci-fi this is another instant movie that comes to mind time traveling 1985 great scott marty what more can i say about this film other than if you haven't seen it what are you doing with your life yeah and i didn't watch it the first time i watched it was just a few years ago and i can say it still holds up so yeah choice and tying into video games, this is probably my favorite uh, Telltale story. So much fun. If you haven't played it, check it out, Andrew. It's probably hey, $4.99. That's a good time. <laughs> probably. And my number one is a John Carpenter classic, The Thing. 
this is one of Kurt Russell's best films. And this movie from start to finish is one of the most creepiest um, sci-fi films ever. Basically about a monster that can turn into anything. So at any point in time, you don't know who the thing is. And throughout the runtime of the story, Kurt Russell's trying to figure out who it is. And then that classic ending that leaves it so unsettling where you don't know if the thing is still alive or not. Plus the soundtrack, the score... I mean, anytime John Carpenter creates his own score, you know it's going to be stuff of legends. Yeah, makes sense. And that ties in perfectly with our next topic brought to us by Uriel. He wanted us to do an alien fight bracket. So here's who we picked for this. Let us know if you had any other aliens that you wanted to see in the mix. But basically we got a xenomorph. We got a predator. We got the monster from Cloverfield. We got the thing from John Carpenter's The Thing. We got Pennywise the Dancing Clown. And we got Optimus Prime. So I'm going to kind of turn it over to you to kind of introduce how the bracket's going to work. And then let's duel. Uh, Sure. So since we have six aliens here, we decided to just give a first round by to the Xenomorph and Predator. We think they're fairly strong. And... We thought that'd be fun. Um, beyond that, we're pairing up Cloverfield versus The Thing and Pennywise versus Optimus Prime. Um, and let's just get into it. What are your arguments for the Cloverfield alien versus The Thing? So for those who have not seen the movie, Cloverfield is like this huge monster that kind of looks like Godzilla. And then you got The Thing, which could basically be anything from a wolf to a human uh, to anything else. So the more people that it takes over, the more it multiplies, grows, and becomes this this kind of like blob in a way. Um, so for me, I think the thing would win in this fight just because how do you fight something that you're not quite sure what it is? Yeah, because the thing's whole thing is it can take on someone else's body, right? Yes, kind of like a shapeshifter. Cloverfield Aliens is just an easy target. It's huge. Just <laughs> just <laughs> don't even have to aim, you know? Thing can take that thing over easily. I'd love to see a giant Cloverfield monster taken over by the thing. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. So let's go ahead and give the thing a win and let's dive into Pennywise the Dancing Clown. Taking on our boy, Optimus Prime. Yeah. And for those who don't know, these are both aliens. Um, Autobots are not from Earth. They came to Earth. Pennywise came to Earth via asteroid. So, throwing that out there. Um, this is such a fun pairing. My first inclination is it's Pennywise. Because the only way Pennywise loses is if you're not afraid, right? Right. And Optimus Prime is always scared the world is going to end or that Megatron's going to take over or that this one person is going to die. Pennywise could totally capitalize on that. Optimus Prime has laser cannons. Sure. He can turn into a truck. Sure. If he turns into a truck, Pennywise is going to turn into a car compactor. Easy. Don't forget, he does have that awesome sword, though. And he can slice them and dice them. 
All right, then Pennywise will turn into a giant shield. What's scarier to a sword than a giant shield? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um, well, for sake of argument, I am going to go ahead and say Pennywise wins this round. Because who doesn't want to see evil Pennywise? Yeah. And of the aliens we have, I think Optimus Prime is the most prone to having fear because he's a good alien. So he's just, he, we set him up to fail against Pennywise there. Absolutely. Okay, so let's put the Thing versus Predator and then the Xenomorph versus Pennywise. All right? Because Predator's got his Predator vision. You think he could see the Thing? I do. Uh, I think the Predator is one of the strongest um, aliens in the bracket. Um, and I do think his heat ray vision could help draw out the thing. So unfortunately, I do think the Predator has an advantage there. And with all the weapons that he has available to him, I do think he'll take the thing down. Now, remind me again, what is the thing's weakness? Ah, man. I want to say it is heat um, because it can only survive in cold atmospheres. So I want to say it's heat. So with his heat blast, he could probably um, destroy him. Now, isn't it Predator's weakness also fire because it like messes with his senses? Uh, it, it, it distracts his, uh, vision. Yes. Now, is that just a wash? Because they're both weak to it. Like, I, I, I could totally imagine them being like, okay, no fire. Let's go meet in Antarctica and fight there. <laughs> I mean, that would be the premise of AB, AVP, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, well, there's different kinds of predators, too, throughout the movie, so I do think he would find a way to find his weakness and take him down. He's smarter than Cloverfield. Cloverfield's just a walking um, monster. Predator has the ability to think and use his weaponry, so eventually he, he'd find something to trap the thing or destroy him. You think? Not to mention he's got alien guns, so maybe an alien gun can take down the thing, right? Right. Okay, that makes sense. The, okay. the The only way the thing would win if is if it transformed into Dutch from the Predator. Okay. Come on, it's me you want. Now this seems like a fairly obvious one. We just set up this bracket where it's fairly easy picks, I feel. But Xenomorph versus Pennywise. Yeah, to me, this is going to take five seconds. Xenomorph does not have any fears that I'm aware of. Uh, he'll just use acid uh, and destroy Pennywise. Or he'll put a chest burst around him and uh, he'll go, pop goes the weasel. I would love to see this because I would love to see what aliens are afraid of, what Xenomorphs are afraid of. That being said, the Xenomorph is, for all intents and purposes, a weapon that is alive and weapons don't have fears so yeah this is where pennywise loses he can turn into giant spider it don't matter <laughs> bye bye pennywise so that, that go ahead yeah 
Yeah, that brings us to where many movies, comics, and TV shows have tried to debate who would win in a fight, Xenomorph or Predator. Which I honestly, when we started this bracket, like we put them both in there, and I, I thought to myself, oh, it'd be neat if they face each other. But I didn't think they would actually face each other. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of hoping there was some way, somehow, Optimus Prime would make it there. But uh, then after you kind of pair him up against the other monsters, his only shot would have been to beat Cloverfield. But even then, he uh, he he would have had a, a pretty tough duel there. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's a... Uh... It was fun. There's a lot of aliens we left out, but this was just a little mini bracket for you, and especially you fans of the Backyard Bonfire, part of the Bonfire yeah, Network, where we do I, many brackets. I knew you, uh, Uriel was kind of messaging me back and forth, and he was like, you should just for fun throw an E.T. versus the Jawas. <laughs> oh, let's do it. Let's do it right now. E.T. versus the Jawas. E.T. figured out how to make a cell phone out of bike parts to call his alien friendos in a galaxy light years away the jawas have all the space technology available to them and they're still fighting with spears i agree but i i gotta go with my boys the jawas you know they'll just find a big rock or or something like that and et can uh phone the hospital because he'll be done (laughs) (laughs) we'll leave that one up to you the fans who do you think will win et or the jawas so let's let's properly finish this bracket here who are you going with you going xenomorph or predator you see i think i think smart ultimately wins a fight and predator is smart and xenomorph is rash you know like xenomorph is acting on instinct predator it can approach the situation with a plan and so to me that goes to predator i i'd love to see xenomorph 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 chest burst out of a predator but give me 10 predators and 10 xenomorphs i'll take the predators every time give me one predator and one xenomorph i'm still taking the predator every time give me like 100 xenomorphs versus 100 predators maybe nah it's still the predators every time they got they got the weapons like specifically designed for the xenomorphs you know they do yeah, I as much as I love the Xenomorph and I love the Alien franchise, I'm going to go with the Predator as well. Um, they are a, a hunting machine, and they can track heat signals, find out where the aliens are, and blow them up. So, um, yeah, they'd have to watch out for chest bursters, but um, I think they are smart enough to uh, destroy those things before they hatch and take on the Queen Bee. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver, the Queen Bee. Exactly. <laughs> so we we got a couple more topics here, and thank you again, Fan Appreciation Week on the Q Busters. Mike, my uh, longtime friend Mike from high school, wrote us, and uh, he wants us to discuss our favorite Keanu Reeves film. But before we do that, you got something quick, Andrew? No, I was just scratching my face. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So, favorite Keanu Reeves film. Unfortunately, Mike did not provide me with his, but if I had to guess, it would be one of the John Wick films because me and him always talk about those um, anytime we bring up Keanu Reeves. And for those who don't know, he is 
my favorite actor of all time. So that's kind of why this discussion popped up. But I'm going to let you kick off the honors, Andrew. What is your favorite Keanu Reeves film? If Mike's favorite movie is a John Wick movie, I'm in 100% in agreement. It's John Wick Chapter 2. John Wick 2. Because John Wick 1 set up an incredible character. John Wick 2 set up the whole John Wick universe. You get the hotel. Um, What's it called? The Continental. You get the Continental. You see how these coins are working. You see how people are getting contracts. You get rules for this world. And it is so cool. Not to mention, the, you know, the fight scenes, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Lawrence Fishburne makes his appearance as the Pigeon King. Like, come on. What a great movie. Go watch this movie. Yeah, I... I love John Wick Chapter 2. When I was thinking of my favorite Keanu Reeves film, that immediately popped into mind. Then you got movies like Speed and Point Break and The Matrix, and you're thinking to yourself, like, wow, this guy's got range. But to me, I got to go with the movie that introduced me to Keanu Reeves, that put him on the map, and that made me say, whoa. And that's (laughs) Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Um, this is such a great movie. When it, when you talk about time travel and everyone brings up the time machine or back to the future or something like that. But what about Bill and Ted's excellent adventure? That's a, that's a classic, well done, great trilogy altogether. And, um, if you, if you just want laughs and a good time, check out Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. I agree. Now to our next fan question. You want to get to that one? Yeah, so this one is my mom. Thanks, mom, for always listening and supporting the Q-Busters. Yeah, I'm a little bit of a mama's boy. I guess you can call me Baba, Baba Boucher. <laughs> <laughs> so she actually had a good topic for us this week. Our favorite Harrison Ford film. Um, hers is The Fugitive, made right here in Chicago, starring Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones. Great classic film um, where Harrison Ford basically has to prove himself innocent while he's being hunted down by Tommy Lee Jones. Great movie if you've never seen it. Classic. Highly recommend it. That's a really good point. But for me, I can't separate Harrison Ford from Han Solo. They are, to me, they are one and the same. So I'll take Star Wars Episode Four. Han Solo being Han Solo. What more do you want? That is a great pick. Um, I love the opening sequence for Harrison Ford in that film where basically we get introduced to him and he has an exchange with Greedo and then he kills Greedo. That's a great way to introduce a character. Um, and he had such a charm. But I'm going to have to go with the film that he's actually known for, and that's Indiana Jones. Um, to me, it's Temple of Doom. Um, this is the movie I got introduced to when I was a kid. I didn't see Raiders of the Lost Ark first, which is kind of a sin. Um, I got introduced by Temple of Doom first, and I love this. I would watch this movie all the time. And to me, when I think of Harrison Ford, it's always indie. He's got the hat, he's got the rope, and he's got the women. So awesome, 
awesome franchise, and they're going to make a fifth one in space, so can't wait for that. There's your sci-fi Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, courtesy of Frank, um, he's a father. I just became an uncle. He wanted us to discuss the children's TV show Bluey. Now, this is a show from Australia about a blue healer dog and how she gets into all sorts of shenanigans, right? That's for your, like, pre-K kids. And so you watch the first few episodes. I watch the first few episodes. What are your first impressions of Bluey, which is available on Disney Plus? I thought it was really good. Um, it's very light. The episodes are really quick. They're, like, seven or eight minutes long. Animation was good. And it's just something nice and light you can watch with your kids where – it has some um, really touching moments, some funny moments, and some learning moments as well. Like the first episode's great. It's talking a little bit about sharing um, and how that's such a big role for young kids, especially if you're not an only child. So quick shout out to all the parents. If you're looking for something to watch, definitely check out Bluey. Yeah, uh, this has been on my radar for a while, but then Frank asked us, hey, cover Bluey, and I'm like, okay. And he pointed out to me it's on Rolling Stone's top 100 sitcoms list. It is ahead of Shit's Creek, which is fantastic, and it is just behind Big Mouth. Um, the animation is great. I love the dad character. And it's fun. It's enjoyable. I think it's really smart as a TV show. Um, I enjoy it. I think you don't need kids to watch the show, honestly. Yeah, and I really like the voice acting, too. Uh, you can tell they picked younger actors to voice these people, which was really cool. Yeah, it's... I, like, again, it's... I've From what I've seen, comparing it to, like, my just knowledge of what kids' shows are out there now, you know, the Peppa Pigs of the world, I think this is the best kids' show out there, from what I've seen. Now, speaking of fathers or uncles, this is a huge weekend. Uh, we have Father's Day coming up, so I'm going to tie that into our annual segment of snack time. And, Andrew, I know you like to do your little your little bid, so I will pause for a moment. It's snack time. It's snack time. I just want to, like, in my head, this is like people, like, in a 50s movie singing, you know, with... with and they're like dancing, you know, it's snack time, it's snack time. All right, Ken, it's snack time. <laughs> and then you add in the dun dun dun, and then everyone stops. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right. So in honor of Father's Day weekend, you were cooking up some wings. So run us through the process here. What kind of wings are you doing here? Um, Here's what I want to say. I love wings, you know, get me some B-dubs, get me some wing stuff, get me some jewel honey wings. When I made these wings, Ken, I thought to myself, fucking nailed it. Fucking nailed it. Excuse the F-bomb, but I nailed it, Ken. And it's super easy. Just get your wings from the store. You can buy them pre-cut if you want. I cut them myself, you know. I got about two pounds of wings, right? And it's a very simple process. You're going to set up your stations. You got your wings. You take two, three eggs. You scramble them in a bowl. And then you got a, another bowl, half flour, half breadcrumbs, 
I put in a little bit of cornmeal. You can put in other spices, you know, pepper, garlic powder, whatever you want to add flavor. And then you just dip in the eggs, dip in the flour bowl, put it on a pan. Dip in eggs, dip in flour bowl, put it on the pan. Then I just pop them in the oven. Can 20 minutes, take them out, flip them, 20 minutes at like 450. Super crispy, super easy to make. They're done. You take them out, you put them in a bowl with your favorite barbecue sauce, your favorite buffalo sauce, and you just, you know, you toss them in the sauce, wait five minutes. Couldn't be easier. Great meal for Father's Day. Loved it. Now, are you a ranch or a blue cheese guy? Oh, when it comes to spicy wings, I'll just go for the carrots and the celery, man. Okay. Uh, typically. But if you're making me pick, I'll pick ranch. Ranch. All right. Nice. You ever do anything uh, kind of wild and out the out the box, try different f- flavors? I, I know I've seen some crazy ones like PB&J, um, which uh, seems kind of interesting. I'm still new to my wing journey. I haven't made too many wings in my life because I didn't realize how easy they were to make. You know, um, but so up to this point, just like pick a sauce you like or you think you'll like and toss them in the wings, you know, and then I haven't tried a peanut butter. I haven't gone like super spicy, but yeah, you can go that route, too. Well, uh, my recommendation to you, Andrew, is to wing it. Uh, how about some sides or desserts? Uh, wh- what else are you uh, hey. including for Father's Day? When it comes to Father's Day, you got to get, you know, you got wings, you take some fries, make some potato chips, make some French fries. You know, you you don't want a healthy mashed potato. You want, you know, like a fully topped baked potato type of deal or just side of ice cream. You know, Mother's Day, you go fancy, you go nice. Father's Day, you're pigging out because that's what Father's Day is. You're pigging out. You yeah, want the you can- worst sides you can get. You can you can bring a bag of Cheetos or kettle chips and and your dad will smile and appreciate you. You got to go with uh, an adult beverage. Do you got any beer on on tap or? Uh, make your dad his favorite cocktail if you can. There you go. Uh, yeah. Pop Pop is really stepping up their game too. Lots of different flavors. I see Mountain Dew branching out and doing all these new tropical flavors. So. Kind of cool if you're not a someone who likes a, a hard drink or um, a beer, grab a soda. I'll always go for a fizzy soda if I have the opportunity. Now, last thing I want to mention before we close out, and thanks again to the fans for listening. This one's for you. Andrew, you kind of touched on something that piqued my interest before we started recording. Cinnamon gummy bears. Kind of walk me through that. What is it? Yeah. Is it uh, – is it sweet? Yeah. Is it sour? I was walking through my local supermarket, and sometimes they just have, you know, these plastic bo- boxes filled with, like, different assortments of candies or nuts or whatever. And I saw one that said cinnamon gummy bears, and I'm like, that sounds incredible and also very interesting. So it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a gummy bear, but instead of being, like, sweet and, like, fruity, it tastes like cinnamon. And I didn't think it was a conversation combination i needed but i definitely need it in my life now um and it was like again going back to sci-fi movies this is a snack from the future these should be here for a long time to come well i like that i'm definitely gonna have to try that out so if you like this week's episode and you have topics for 
for us in the future, please check us out on social media. Look for the Q-Busters and give us some topics for the future. And we might even create a segment called Fan Service where we read your topics and discuss it on the show. Thanks for listening and do not forget to add us to the queue and tune in next time to the Q-Busters.